We might have Phil Moss, though, to talk about the world of football. And I want to talk to him about that derby last night. I think there were 34,000 there for Western Sydney Wanderers 1, Sydney FC nil. Mossy, good morning. What was the atmosphere like? Unbelievable, Ray. Good morning to you and Bulldog. And yes, I would uh, probably take three mil for tuna court. I think they have <laughs> just just for the record. Um, Mossy, you know I pull a hamstring getting out, <laughs> <laughs> but I'd pull one getting there if someone said there's a free seat. So have you been here before, Mossy? I'm not just talking. Mossy's on the northern beaches, but he would. He doesn't go to Winston. The Hills. reputation precedes it. Have you been there, Mossy? Am I right? I have. But you, you have. Do, see? 100%. How good okay. is it, Mossy? Seriously, mate. Yeah. Outstanding. It's hard Outstanding. to beat. Yeah. Sorry, mate. Um, one nil. Yeah. The Wanderers beat Sydney FC. The Ninkovic situation. What What was your take on that? And uh, again, the overall atmosphere on the night. Well, let, let's go there first. The overall atmosphere. I, I have to say, Ray, it, it's um, it was an emotional night for myself yeah. um, and and for a lot of football people because you know there's been a lot of talk about. The A-League, is it dead in the water? Where's the crowds going to come from? Well, last night showed, and I, and I think across the weekend, if you look at the Adelaide crowd on, on Friday night, you look at the Matildas crowd in Melbourne yesterday as well. Even Newcastle got uh, a, quite a strong crowd with uh, nearly 8,000 up there yesterday for a daylight kickoff uh, on a hot day. So, look, there's, there's life. Um, mm. And last night, it was just incredible. Um, it, it really was. It was uh, spine-tingling stuff. And I think the narrative leading into the game was was really well played out by um, by both clubs. Um, you know, the, it certainly added some spice and real expectation and uh, and a healthy nervous anxiety around the, the game and, and how it would play out. But um, the star of the show was Ninkovic. And, mm. um, you know, both before the game and during the game, he was absolutely brilliant. It, you know, people who thought he'd get overawed by the occasion don't know his history and, and don't know the, the, the man. Um mm. He's played in uh, Belgrade derbies, um, you know, so he, he knew what to expect. And from the very first moment, he looked to get on the ball. Um, look, it, it will hurt Sydney fans, um, the performance last night from Ninkovic, because, um, you know, they probably thought that the hostile environment would uh, get the better of him. Well, what, yeah, Mossy, what about some of the, the signs? I don't want to interrupt you, but some of the signs about Ninkovic, they, they certainly weren't flattering from Sydney FC. No, they weren't. But um, as Ninko said, it, look, the fans have every right to, um, you know, to, to uh, put signs up and, and show their distaste for, for his decision. Um, he he knows, you know, he's got his side of the story. Sydney's got theirs. I think what um, what hurt Ninko was a perceived um, few things that happened, you know, between the, the clubs or, or from Sydney's point of view as a, as a club. But, um, you know, as I said, Stevie Corica and uh, Adam Santo, the CEO, have got their side of the story as well. So mm. the most important thing was the game last night was a fantastic spectacle. Well, and, see, that's uh, what builds these... Mm. Yeah, that's what builds these rivalries, though. Moments like this and the signs in the crowd and the colour in the crowd. And you hate one player one year, you love him the mm. next. But that's what makes it so special and... We should be embracing those mm. that hate, so to speak. Even though I, I don't like using that word hate, but you know, that's what makes derbies derbies. Well, mate, I don't mind using that word hate because for ninety-five minutes, you, you're supposed to hate the opposition, particularly in a derby. Um, and, and you know, in a sporting term, hatred is okay because uh, it's tribalism, and uh, you, you would expect both sets of players and supporters to do everything in their power within the rules. Um, to, to get the three points. And Western Sydney did that last night. 
Sydney uh, forced to lick their wounds. Mm. Hey, Mossy, other games also overnight. Newcastle Jets, they fell flat again. Melbourne City 2, the Jets 1. Yeah, they were too good, uh, Melbourne City. And, you know, at, at some point, um, Newcastle have to turn this corner. I thought their performance yesterday was uh, was much, much better. They got beaten 4-0 by Melbourne Victory last week, so they had to bounce back. And Arthur Pappas, the Newcastle coach, uh, called for togetherness during the week. Um, and uh, he certainly got that yesterday in the performance. But, again, it's it's not so much about the football that you play. It's, it's about the results that you get at that level. And... Mm. Uh, Newcastle aren't getting the results. They're uh, they're leaking too many goals. Um, again, they leaked another two yesterday. They're, they're averaging two goals against per game. Um, and if you're not scoring down the other end, you're going to keep losing games. So something has to change. And uh, they've now got uh, about four weeks to to get things right before the uh, resumption of the A-League after the World Cup. Mossy over in the EPL. Tell us about Brentford's boil over. Mm. Oh, mate. <laughs> I, I had a five-leg multi-bulldog that I announced on air yesterday, on Friday morning. And every leg got up except Manchester City beating Brentford at home. And you probably banked on that one, Mossy, I reckon. Oh, that was an absolute banker. It was just Mm. to build a little bit of fat in the multi. (laughs) But uh, no, I was devastated because uh, there's no way on earth, with all due respect to Brentford uh, and and their supporters, Manchester City should not be losing that game at home. And... uh, they lost it 2-1, and um, Ivan Tony was a hero with goals in the 16th from the 98th minute of, uh, of injury time. Phil Foden for, for Man- uh, Manchester City, but not good enough on the night. So that's a that's a huge boil over, and um, with Arsenal winning this morning as well, that's um, that's given them. I think it's five point uh, five point lead now, which is. Uh, which is significant going into a, a month-long break. Yeah, Arsenal beating Wolves 2-0, go to 37 points from 14 games. Manchester City, with that loss, stay on 32 points after 14 games. Liverpool had a much-needed win and now up to the top six. Yeah, they did and they are. And um, look, I think the headline out of this was uh, Darwin Nunes scoring again. He scored a brace in this one, so uh, really starting to find his feet in the EPL, which is great news for, for Liverpool. Obviously, a, a huge money signing in the off-season and um, slow start, but uh, certainly starting to find his goal-scoring boots, which is uh, which is good news. Um, you know, at the other end of the table, there are big, big problems for Everton, um, in particular uh, West Ham as well. There's been five managers sacked in the last 10 weeks, and you would have to think Frank Lampard and um, David Moyes, Frank Lampard at Everton, David Moyes at West Ham, uh, not far from that. Um, if uh, That's if they get the patience of the World Cup break. Mm-hmm. Um, the clubs may decide to to make changes, but uh, if you look at Everton, they've, um, they've lost three, drawn one, and only won one in their last five. They are one point above the relegation zone. Uh, that's Everton, West Ham... Um, have um, have been in all sorts. They've lost four, only mm. won one in their last five, but they also dropped out of the League Cup, losing to Blackburn Rovers um, during the week. So big problems at those two clubs. Yeah. Hey, Mossy, I know Dino wants to talk to you about the Socceroos, but just quickly, did I read Liverpool up for sale? Yeah. <laughs> well, FSG, uh, Fenway Sports Group, who's owned mm. them since 2010, and they've won, a, uh, you know, obviously the EPL title, the Champions League, the League Cup and an FA Cup during that tenure, and I think they're... Their biggest coup was uh, convincing Jurgen Klopp to come to the club and be the CEO of football, if you like, not just the manager. Um, but yeah, they're, they're talking about um, they're, they're talking about 
selling shares in the club, whether it's a controlling stake uh, or not. They haven't committed to that, but they paid $344 million in 2010. The club is now estimated to be worth $6.8 billion. So it's not a good investment. investment. <laughs> <laughs> They've done all right there. <laughs> Watch this space. Yeah. Uh, Mossy, um, the squad for the World Cup have started to arrive in camp for the Socceroos, obviously. Look, it's, uh, it's getting real now, isn't it? Mm. We're, uh, we're not far away. And, um, yeah, the, the squad will arrive over the next 48 hours. Um, Graham Arnold's been over there now for uh, the best part of a week um, setting up camp um, at the Aspire Academy, which is, <laughs> you've got to see this place to believe it. It's, uh, it's remarkable. Timmy Cowell's actually based there as well, but um, he's not going to be pulling on the boots, by the way, just to put those uh, <laughs> rumours to bed. To bed. <laughs> okay. But, um, yeah, look, it's really exciting. I'm, I'm heading over next Saturday, so I'll be over there for the, for the group stage. Um, just can't wait to get amongst it and uh, and see the Socceroos through the group stage. I'm, I'm really, I'm really, uh, I've got a, a, an air of quiet confidence that we can get the four points to get through. And, okay. and by that, I I just see us maybe catching France cold in that first game and getting a point. Um, be crucial. And I honestly yeah. believe we can beat uh, Tunisia in the second game. And we've got Denmark as well. Um, that first game, of course, Qatar versus Ecuador kicks off the World Cup in about 10 days' time. Mossy, what's the time difference? And we can we still call you live in Qatar during the tournament? Absolutely, Ray. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'll be dialing in. The uh, The time difference is um, to Doha is eight hours, so we're, we're eight hours behind. Um, so just working out with uh, our... Esteemed producer Steve, what um, what the best course of action is, but yeah, certainly I'd, I'd love to be able to bring um, the live experience from over there in Qatar to all our listeners um, each day during the week and uh, and Sunday mornings. Outstanding. Can you uh, have a beer in Qatar, Mossy? We'll find a way, Bulldog. You can at resorts. You can at <laughs> can resorts. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. The big hotels you can and, <laughs> and restaurants, I believe, you can't... Uh, drink in your apartment um, and I don't think the there'll be alcohol at the game venues but there'll be some live sites so I believe there'll be um, you know there'll, there'll be opportunities to have a quiet ale but um, yeah you've got to respect the culture of the country that you're going to of course and um, you just said you're going to find a way as you do, well, <laughs> you do. it's going to be 48 degrees over you, you want a beer at some stage Mossy, I'm going to find a way to have a beer but you've got to respect the culture well you, you do but if, if there's a legal way to have a beer I'll find a way to have a beer hey Mossy this, alongside the Olympics this is the biggest sporting event um, the world has of course this year it's going to be just massive just finally Mossy will it work in Qatar yes it will because it's a World Cup and it always does, uh, Ray. And, and, you know, going into every World Cup, I think I've never I've never remembered one where there aren't some form of negative headlines. Mm. Um, interesting to see Seth Blatter come out during the week and say, you know, giving Qatar the World Cup was a mistake. Um, easy to say now. Um, and don't forget, this is the World Cup that we bidded for as well. Yeah. Um, so ha- had we won and got the votes that Frank Lowy at the time thought that he had in the bag, the, the World Cup would have been uh, done and won um, a few months ago here in Australia. Um, but you look, it, it'll it'll work because there's a lot of experienced people that know how to bring a World Cup together. Ultimately, once the first ball is kicked, it becomes about the football, and uh, and I can't wait to be a part of it. Fair enough. Hey, Mossy, can you win some travelling money for yourself and also for our listeners with Mossy's multi? Still a couple of games to go in the A-League and the EPL before we have that break going to the World Cup. 
Yeah, that's right. Well, thankfully, Manchester City are out of the way, so they can't uh, they can't trip me up anymore. But um, <laughs> yeah, let's go with Wellington and Wellington to get over Western United in the A League today, and Central Coast to get over Macarthur, both at home. So Wellington into the Mariners, into Brighton to get over the top of Aston Villa at home. Okay, and I'm gonna go not with them. Not with a, a huge amount of confidence, but I'm going to tip Manchester United to get over Fulham away from home. Terrific. Hey, Mossy, will you be in Qatar next Sunday? I will be. I've got to work out the timing there, but um, I think we fly in at like 4 a.m. Qatar time Sunday morning. So by any chance of being on air, Ray, I will be dialing in for sure. We look forward to getting you a live updates through the World Cup. Hey, Mossy, um, travel safe, and we'll talk next Sunday live in Qatar. Thanks, guys. Take care.